hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy, and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, my little sweet peas, and how are you this week? I am very excited to do this episode on ghosting. Really keen to do this because I feel like it's very relatable. Whether or not you've been ghosted or you've ghosted, I think we're all going to be able to relate to some of these stories. It sucks. I'm guilty of it, but I'm defi- I am definitely have had some pretty bad ghosting stories. Nothing which I've ever done as bad as what some people have done to me. So let's get cracking. I am going to read a few stories from some listeners that have sent in. There are some shocking ones and tell some of mine, which are actually kind of fucked up. So we all love a bit of juice. So why not get started? So I'll get cracking with one of my, I'm going to say one of my worst ghosting stories. I've got like maybe like five really bad ones, but yeah, this one definitely jumps out. So I was seeing this guy years ago. We were like pretty serious. He was like amazing at the start, just, you know, all into me. I'd wake up in the morning. He'd be like, Hey babe, I've made you a smoothie. Like we were full on. We'd like spend most nights together, do things every weekend. And then he's like, Oh, I really want to see the Lion King in theater. And I was like, Oh my God, me too. Like something I've always wanted to do. He's like, well, it's playing in Melbourne. Why don't I fly us down for the weekend? We can have a really nice weekend together and go see the Lion King. I was like, Oh, amazing. Like boyfriend material. Hello. So we plan this beautiful weekend. He books us flights. We book a hotel. Um, I'm like so keen for this. I'm like, wow, I really like this guy. Like maybe there's fucking potential here. And we fly down to Melbourne. And little did I know that he had also told his like two friends to book the same hotel as us. They live in Melbourne. So what quickly seemed to be a romantic weekend turned out to us spending the entire weekend with his two friends. And I was like, okay, like, sure, that's fine. Like, want to meet your friends, but like, don't tell me we're having a romantic weekend together. And then we're not, weirdo. Anyway, so we like do dinner with them one night. And then like, you know, we go out for drinks after, end up getting a bit tired. So we go back to our hotel room. We're like, you know, in bed, hooking up, like doing our thing. And then about like 45 minutes later, he's like, oh, I think I'm going to go back out. I was like, oh, okay. Um, He's like, yeah, do you mind? I was like, "Uh, well, no, like I don't mind, but like I'm, you know, kind of really tired and definitely keen to like get up early, go get breakfast. And, you know, we've got the Lion King in the morning. He was like, yeah, of course, like you're welcome to come, but like, totally understand. I'll be out for like an hour max. I was like, okay, like no worries. So I was like kind of pissed off, but I was like, whatever. Like if he wants to go out drinking, his prerogative wasn't really my idea of what we'd, you know, had planned for the weekend. So I was like, "Mm, red flag, red flag number one. (laughs) Let's go to red flag number two. Um, So, you know, he's going out for an hour max. Let's say, give it another two hours, three hours four hours. I wake up at 3am in the morning and he's still not back. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where are you? Texted him being like, Hey, you all good. Like you coming back? No reply. 
another hour passes, another hour passes. I have literally had the worst sleep because I'm waking up every hour being like, what the fuck? Like, is he off like sleeping with another girl? Like, what is he doing? So it gets to like 8am in the morning and he's still not back. And I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm not away in Melbourne for the weekend. And I'm not just going to just like sit here in the hotel room being like, where, where are you at, Felicia? So I was like, okay, I'm going to get up, go into the city, like go for a little bit of a shop. So get up out of bed, get ready. I'm like pretty fucking pissed off at this point. Like gets to maybe like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. And he's like, oh, I've just gotten back. And I was like, oh, okay. Like pretty pissed off. He's like, oh, can you, I was like, I'm out. Like, do you want any food? Fucking sorry. Like get your own food. And he was like, yeah, can you like pick me up some Hungry Jacks? I was like, okay, cool. So I like bring him back Hungry Jacks to the hotel room and the Lion Kings at like midday. We're like getting ready. And I was just like being a bit cold. And he's like, like he literally fully gas, like gaslighted me. He's like, oh, what's wrong? I was like, oh, I'm just like, you said you were going out for an hour and you like literally went out and didn't reply to me and you didn't get back till 11 a.m. the following morning. Like you literally just went on a bender and left me alone in a hotel room. He's like, oh, I didn't really expect you to react like this. Like I thought you were like way more chilled, literally said that to me. And I was like, okay, well, I am chilled, but like, don't say we're going away on a weekend together and then bail me, like ditch me for your friends for fucking 12 hours and go on a bender, you sicko. So we're like going to the Lion King. Things are awkward. The, the, it's, it's tense to say the least. Um, and it just like, it, there was just something in the air. It just, I, I wasn't vibing. So we go to the Lion King afterwards, you know, you'd think after fucking up like that, you'd be like, let's go for a massage. Like, let's go for a beautiful date tonight. Us two. Like, no, nah, he wants to go meet up with his friends again. He's like, let's go do dinner with them. It'll be fun. I was like, oh, you know what? You go have dinner with them. I'm going to go catch up with one of my girlfriends that lives down here. Cause I'm like, you know, I have friends in Melbourne too. I'm not just going to spend the entire week and hanging out with you and your friends and doing what you want to do. I'm going to do something for myself. Fucking boss bitch move. Can I have it? Can I hear it? And so I went and like met up with one of my girlfriends. Then him and I met up afterwards and went back to the hotel, but like, it was just fucking weird. It was just like, I was, I was like major red flags. This guy that I thought I was probably going to date was giving me some pretty early warning signs that he was not very reliable. So yeah, it was just like really fucking awkward. And then it ends up getting to like Sunday night and we're leaving and we like go to the airport. We like, you know, waiting to check in. He's not a very good flyer. And we get on the, we get on the plane and he's sitting there and we're like waiting to take off. You know, everyone's checking in their luggage and the fucking things. I can't even remember what they're called because flying seems like a distant memory. And he's like, looks at me and he goes, I need to get off the plane. I go, what? He goes, I need to get off the plane right now. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? You're fine. Like, no, just like take a deep breath. It's all good. He's like, no, no, I need to get off. You need to get one of the flight attendants right now. You need to get her, get her right now. And I was like, oh my God. So I like press the bell and one of the flight attendants comes over and I'm like, hey, look, like he's kind of having a bit of anxiety right now. Like he needs to get off the plane. And she's like, that's totally fine. Like, you know, are you sure you want to get off? Like it's going to be really easy flight, but no, he must get off the airplane. So 
you know, starts getting his stuff and everyone on the plane is staring at me like, what the fuck's going on? Are these people just broken up? Like, why Why is this guy getting off the plane? Then he he just gets off and I'm like, okay, <laughs> see ya. Like, well, I was like, do you want me to get off with you? Is like, no, you have to like get back and get up early for work. Like, I don't want to do this to you. I was like, okay, fair. Like, this guy's already fucked me around enough this weekend. Like, fuck off. Anyway, so he gets off. Everyone's staring at me. They like get on the fucking speaker and they're like, sorry, we're just going to have a uh, slight delay as someone's gotten off the plane and we need to find their bags underneath the airplane. Um, I'm just sitting there with everyone fucking staring at me and we're delayed for like 20 minutes while they get under the fucking plane and find his bags. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like on the plane the entire way back, just being like, what the fuck has just happened? Like this guy literally ditched me to go on a bender, then gaslighted me and was like, you know, you're not chilled when I've been a fucker and then gets off the plane and leaves me on there. And does it get worse? Yes, it does. I get back and I'm not even kidding. This bloke literally doesn't message me, doesn't reply to me, like goes ghost mode on me. Let's give it like four days. And I kind of sent him this big message and I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like what happened this weekend? Like I just completely saw a different side of you, like blah, 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 blah. And then we like spoke on the phone. He was like, oh yeah, I just think like the way you reacted and I don't know if like this is going to like continue for us and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, fuck this. And yeah, we literally didn't speak again for many years, many, many years. Actually, then I started seeing one of his friends years later, which, you know, you are the people you hang around. His friend, this, his friend is my other ghosting story because his friend ended up being a fucking see you next Tuesday as well. And, um, I was seeing his friend and at the very start of it, he tried to like get with me in the room and was like, you know, I know you still want me and like got his fucking dick out in this guy's bedroom. I was like, dude, I'm seeing your friend. What are you doing? Anyway, so the Melbourne ghoster, the the Lion King ghoster, shall we call him? Um, his, his ship has sailed and yeah, he fucking sucked. So that was a bit of a, bit of a low blow for me. So let's go. I mean, now that I've told you that his friend ghosted me too, we may as well just fucking roll straight on on into that one. And my God, brace yourself. Let's call this guy the guy that almost killed me and then ghosted me. Yep. You heard it here first. The guy that almost killed me. Like, does that, that is just, that is just so bad compared to someone just not replying. Well, let me tell you. So I'm seeing this guy. He was a legend. Um, we was a legend, past tense, because he turned out to not be. Um, so we were seeing each other. I'd moved back from, I think I'd moved back from Bali maybe. Oh, no, I hadn't. I'd come back from my, this is pre-batchy and everything. I had just been on like a massive overseas trip um, for like six months by myself. And I'd come back and I was moving over to Bali in like a month or something. So I was home for a month and him and I went on a date and we started seeing each other and we were like obsessed with each other, like spending every night together. I was so into him. He even threw me a going away party with like a hundred people at his house. I'm not even fucking shitting you. The how I swung that beats me, but like I literally 
convince this guy to throw me a fucking house party. Like, sorry. Um, so, yes, that was pretty epic and hilarious. And, yeah, so we were, like, very full on. And, like, you know, I moved over to Bali. We kept chatting. Like, you know, obviously, like, where was it going to go when I was just moving overseas? But he ended up, like, booking a trip to come over and see me. And had like a really nice weekend, like went to heaps of like fun bars and clubs and all of that stuff, like beautiful restaurants. He could not scooter to save his fucking life. So I was like literally scootering this like 90 kg dude, which is like if you've ever ridden ridden a scooter, like if you have weight on the back or if you've got a second person on the scooter, it's a lot harder to like drive and steer and it just makes the whole process a lot harder. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking like, you know, staying with me, like whole, whole shabam. Anyway, it's one of his friends, 30th up in Uluwatu and he's like, let's go up, like, let's go up to this 30th. Um, it was on like a Sunday or Monday or Saturday night or something. I was like, fuck yeah. So we like booked a hotel, went up to Uluwatu, um, went to a 30th at like single fin. Everyone was, they were so fucking rowdy and it was like, kind of embarrassing um they ended up like I think they were like pulling down their pants and like dancing on tables and like we ended up getting kicked out and I was just like oh my god this is so mortifying like I'm normally that obviously because I was living there like a lot of my friends were local and I had heaps of you know heaps of Balinese friends and stuff and I always was the person with them looking at these tourists being like fucking idiots. And then I was in the group with the dumb fucking tourists. I was like, kill me now. Anyway, we got kicked out. So we were going back to the villa that um, the boys were staying at. And um, the guy I was seeing was like, yeah, I'm just going to scooter. I'm on a fucking scooter. I was like, dude, don't be a fucking hero. Like you were that pissed. Firstly, you don't know how to you don't know how to scooter when you're sober, let alone when you're fucking blind drunk. And he's like, "Oh, no, I'm getting on." I'm like, "Would not listen to me." Like, I tried to like talk him off the scooter for like ten minutes, and I'm like, "Well, at least put a fucking helmet on." And this is where I made a stupid decision. I was like, oh, "I'll just fucking get on," and I stupidly got on the back of the scooter. We start driving. <clears throat> We're going down the hill. If any of you have been to Bali and you've been to Uluwatu, picture like. If you haven't been, sorry, it, it's like pitch black, the most windy road you have ever seen in your life. It like goes off a cliff. Like it is beyond dangerous, even if you're like a professional scooter rider, like it is fucked. So we start going down this hill and he's like flying. He's going so fast. I'm like, oh my fucking God, slow down, slow. Like I'm like literally yelling at him, slow the fuck down. And he's not slowing down. He's like, the brakes aren't working. I was like, oh my God, this is where I die. Like this is where I fucking die. And we're literally flying down this hill. This corner pops up and he just like completely flips the scooter. I go flying off. He like just kind of lands in the bush and I'm just like lying on this windy road covered in like grazes, blood and like absolutely shook. Does he take me to the hospital? No. He wants to go back to the house to keep partying instead of taking me to fucking hospital. And I stupidly should have just gotten in a fucking Uber or cab or whatever by myself, but I went back. The girls who were like the girlfriends were like, you know, 
wiping down my grazers and like looking after me. I could like hardly walk. I, I, I'll find some photos and I'll put them in the Facebook group, but it was fucked. And then he just like stayed up continuing to party and I'm like crying in shock in this room. And he then wants to go back to the hotel room and I'm just like, who the fuck knows what's happened? Like I could have really injured myself. Like I was in that much pain. We woke up in the morning and I was like, okay, I need to go to a fucking hospital. So we go to a hospital, I get like x-rays and they're like, oh, you've fractured your ribs and, um, and your tailbone. And I was like, are you kidding? And I'm like calling my mum and dad and I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, you need to come back and like see a doctor in Australia. Like, so mum and dad like booked me a flight to come home, even though you're like not really meant to fly after, you know, hurting your ribs and stuff. And I, um, you know, flew back. He had flown back like the morning before me and I'd flown back like the following day. Um, flew back. Did he offer to get me from the airport? No. Did he send me flowers? No. I was literally bedridden for a month and he did not message me once, did not come to see me, did not check in if I was okay. Like I am not even fucking kidding me. This bloke almost fucking killed me and he didn't even check in. Like I just I just think there is absolutely no excuse. Like even if I had done that to someone I didn't like, I would be calling them every fucking day. I would be doing what I could to help them. And he didn't even fucking message me. I was like, wow, this is fucked. So like 30 days passed and I end up sending him this huge text because he like met my family, like they loved him. Like, you know, it was, it was pretty bad. And I was like, dude, I'm just like so shocked that you've made zero effort. Like you haven't even checked in to see how I'm going. Like this is such poor form. And he like sent me some shit excuse being like, I, you know, I felt so bad. I didn't know how to handle it. Like some shit. And then we like never spoke again. And I like blocked him on everything. And I was just like, wow, like, wow. It was, it was pretty fucking bad. I was so upset. And like, not only was it, was I upset? Cause I was, you know, in bed, not in Bali, like couldn't work for a month. Like, but I was also being ghosted by this guy that I really liked. So yeah, that was pretty fucking bad. So I love you guys for sending in some of your ghosting stories. So let's do some listener ghosting. I have a few stories I'm going to read. I got heaps. So thank you so much, everyone, for sending me through stuff. And like, the more stories I get, the better, because if I don't use it in this podcast, I'll use it in a future one. So please keep sending stuff through um, either to my email or DMs or whatever. um, And I will, yeah, hopefully feature you. Um, So this girl um, sent me a story. She actually sent me a voice note, which was quite nice not having to read because I hate reading. Um, So pretty much she went on a trip to New Zealand she met this guy over there and they just had like the most romantic time together. They had a hotel in Queenstown, had like the best sex for hours, like beautiful view. She said they pretty much fell in love, which I mean, romantic hotel, romantic view, 
international bloody as if you wouldn't. And yeah, they were like super smitten on each other. She flew back to Australia and they continued to chat and yeah, like chatting heaps like every day for like a month. And he was like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to come over. Like I want to come over and see you. So he flew over to Australia and they hung out in Melbourne and, you know, went, went away together with some of her friends, had the best time. And she was um, singing at the Australian Open. And she, he, he was like, I'd love to come and watch you. Like, it would be amazing. So she literally jumped every fucking hula hoop you can possibly imagine trying to get this guy a ticket, like leaps and bounds, pulled so many fucking strings, ended up getting him a ticket. It comes to the day of the performance no, no message, like where you are, like nothing, just radio fucking silence. So it comes the time of her performance, he's not there and he just never fucking showed up. And that night she messages him and he had gotten onto, on a plane to go back to New Zealand and apologize that he didn't come. And then she never fucking heard from him again. She's as, as she said, she got internationally ghosted. What the fuck? Imagine like going through that much effort to try and, you know, I don't know, like get someone a ticket and especially like the excitement of someone watching you perform. And like, that would have been a really big moment for her and him just fucking ghosting. Why are people so rude? Did you not get any manners growing up? Like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was pretty fucked. Then there was another girls that I read. This one's a long one, but a ripper. So after I graduated high school, I moved to Milan in Italy to be an au pair. I met a guy at a club one night. We started texting for a while, always talking about meeting up, but it was just never happening. We would always organize to meet up, sometimes just us and sometimes in a group, and he always had a reason as to why he either didn't show up or couldn't make it. One day, I was hanging out with a friend in the city and we were texting. He agreed to meet with me after he had finished work the same day. We agreed on a place and time for that afternoon. My friend was a local, so she walked me to the place that we agreed to meet and she was going to wait with me until he arrived. A few minutes went past, then half an hour, then an hour. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, thinking he was stuck at work and he'll message any minute saying he's on his way. As more time passed, I was starting to think, great, another fucking no-show. Given his past history with never following through to his word, to this day, I still can't understand why there is even more to this story. Maybe the universe knew you would be fucking frothing over this shit. You're welcome, cat. I've literally frothing over this shit, so fucking cheers, doll. So I messaged this guy asking if he was still going to come. He replied shortly after saying he was stuck at work and would be here soon. I'm not even joking when I say another hour went by. By this point, I was really pissed off. I sent him another message saying, if you aren't here in the next half an hour, I'm leaving. He quickly replied with, I'm so sorry, I'll be there, don't leave. About 20 minutes later, he showed up and I was so relieved. I'm thinking, yes, finally we get to spend a romantic night in the city of Milan. Hoping this was well worth the wait. So to kick off our first date, we walked to a bar we came across and and had a beer talked and everything seemed to be going well. Once we finished our beer, he suggested we go to another bar that he knows. When we arrived, we are greeted by some of his friends that worked there. Typically, they were all talking in their own language and I couldn't understand a word So I, and I wasn't introduced to anyone. I hate that. Don't you hate when like you're with someone and then they just don't introduce you? I'm like guilty of that if I can't remember the other people's names, but yeah, that fucking sucks. 
So you can imagine poor little me standing there awkwardly staring at the ceiling whilst these knobheads have a full-on conversation. He finally takes me over to the table and orders us a beer and disappears for a solid what felt like forever but was probably around five to ten minutes. Before I go on, I just need to add that I had no phone at the time. It was stolen a few weeks prior, so I had to use my laptop at home to text. I was able to use my friend's phone to text him when I was waiting a lifetime for him to show up on this show on this shit show of a date. So when he finally decides to join me, he whips out his phone and starts texting and texting and texting some more. I literally felt like I was invisible. And then out of nowhere, he puts his phone down, leans over the table and kisses me. Just as I start to think, yeah, he's not interested. Stop ignoring all the red flags. I'm like, oh, thank God. He must like me. We continue to finish our beers. And then he says we are going to a club, but he has to stop at his friend's place on the way to pick up his jacket. And he will meet us both at the club. His friend is the one who took me and my friends to the club where I met this dickwad. So we jump on a tram and we ride in we ride it to his friend's place. When we get when we get to his mate's place, his wife lets us in. They talk a little in Italian, of course, and I notice she has a little boy about 2 or 3 years old sitting on the couch near us. So this guy and his mates and wife make their way to the bathroom across the hall and he offers me some weed. I politely said no and then they walked into the bathroom and closed the door in front of me. So here I am in this random apartment where my date is in the bathroom with another chick smoking weed and fuck knows what else they're doing. While I'm sitting on the couch with this little kid who can't speak a lick of English and I'm in awe of how fucked up how fucked up this is, this so-called first date is. What the fuck? I actually can't with this. Like, what the hell am I doing here? I was probably waiting about 15 to 20 minutes before they came out. Then he grabs his mate's jacket off his wife and we leave and he gets us a car to take to this club. When we get to this club, we walk up to to these group of people, his mates, his female European mates. He also models, which is how he knows these women. So we are standing there. They're all smoking a joint. He still hasn't introduced me to a single person. They're all speaking foreign languages and he says, I'll be back. We all know what his version of I'll be back is. I'm waiting again and again and again. Now, any person who is standing in a group of European hot model chicks would feel awkward and uncomfortable, especially if you were still wearing your casual outfit from the day, old as shit makeup, not prepared for the club outing and wearing your classic Aussie thongs. No one asked me my name. No one asked me what my name was or spoke one word to me. To say I was uncomfortable doesn't even scratch the surface. At this point, I was really ready to go home, but I had no phone on me and no idea where in town I was. My date finally comes back and insists I come into the club with him. I cave and say yes, hoping that we will have a great time. Mind you, I've only had two beers when everyone else is on cloud nine or some shit. Once we get in, we're all standing around the tables and he pours me a drink. I'm trying so hard not to be awkward and just enjoy myself, but he disappears with his friends again. I'm alone again with a bunch of asshole strangers that don't even acknowledge me. When he comes back, I say to him, I'm ready to go home. I said I was going to get a taxi home and he says, don't get a taxi. They're too expensive. I know a driver. I will call him and he can take you home. He takes me outside and puts me into a car, doesn't kiss me and says goodnight. 
Once I arrived home, the driver charged me 70 euros, which is way more than a taxi. That is almost what I make in a week. 90 euro a week is a standard au pair salary. So by the end of the night, I was poor, tired, and so disappointed. What I thought was going to be a nice, romantic, well-worth-the-wait date was an absolute disaster, in my opinion. I really wish this this was where I was ghosted. But wait, there's more. God, you, you're doing this to yourself, sis. You are doing this to yourself. Stupid me, still ignoring all the red flags, still keeps in contact. Same shit, always talking about meeting up again, but never happens. So one day I said to him, how about I book us a room and you can come meet me? He said, yes, we agreed on a time, a day, and I booked us a hotel for a night. I was looking forward to it all week. I messaged him a few days before we were going to meet up and sent him a photo of the lingerie store I was at. I said, looking forward to our Saturday night, and he replied that he was too. Then Saturday rolls around and I'm so excited. I'd been talking to my girlfriends about it for days. They've been following this ridiculous dating scandal. So I pack a bag, walk to this hotel, checked in, paid 50 euros, and I head into the room. I messaged him the address once more just before jumping in the shower. I washed my hair, shaved my legs, the whole kit and caboodle. Just as I step out of the shower, I hear my phone go off, and it's a text from this guy. He said, I'm sorry, I forgot I'm working away. Whatever town, he said. I googled this town, and it was just over an hour from where I was. He's making his, here's me thinking, fuck's sake, maybe he will still make it out later tonight. I replied saying that I'll wait up if he can still make it sort of thing. And I never heard back from him. I waited an hour or so and then invited some of my girlfriends over to the room and they brought plenty of food and wine. Thank fuck for girlfriends. And I still hadn't heard from this guy and it had been two hours or so. I was still holding on to the tiniest bit of hope that I would get to see him but I knew so deep down that he wasn't going to show. So I sent him one more message pretty much saying that it was not okay that he forgot about tonight, especially since I reminded him two days before and spent little money I earned on this room, that it was a really shitty thing to do and I don't appreciate my time being wasted. And I never heard from him again. Yours truly, the girl with the worst ghosting story. Fuck me dead. What a dick. I mean, look, if I, if I was one of your girlfriends over there, I would have told you to fucking walk away the minute he was half an hour late to meeting up. But that is so fucked. I can't believe like, I, I just don't understand how people can be so disrespectful of other people's times. It's like, just communicate, just, you know, just be honest. If you're not feeling something, say it or like, don't lie. I just, that is fucked. Yes. And thank God for your fucking girlfriends to get you through that. Cause that is horrific. So let's go in to another little listener ghosting story. So this one is called the ghost who went to the gym and never came back. I had to email purely because my ghost came back to haunt me the other day after ghosting me eight years ago. The nerve. All I can say is the nerve. Seriously. All right, so I was dating this bloke for a couple of months, met the fam, was staying at his house, fully-fledged dating. One Sunday morning, he got out of the shower and said the following, so I've got good news and bad news. Go on, I said, in what it, <laughs> go on, I said, interested in what this dude had conjured up in his shower. The bad news is 
I'm going to go to the gym with a mate this morning. But the good news is you won't waste the morning lounging in bed. Firstly, lounging in bed on a Sunday is not a waste. Secondly, who showers before the gym? Next minute, he's literally pushing me out the door. I say ciao to his mum, lol. And as I'm getting into my car, I think, hmm, he wasn't even getting ready for the gym. Perplexed, I drove home and I had this weird gut feeling. I wasn't going to see this bloke again. I messaged him that night. How was the gym? How was your day? You know, the usual dating chat. No reply. Followed up a couple of days later. Yo, remember me, the girl you've been shagging for the last two months? Nothing. I never heard from old mate again. For eight years, he has been the bloke that went to the gym and never came back. But then, the other day, he followed me on Instagram. No mutual friends or contact for eight years. He appears married. So, like, why are you following me, you weirdo? I do, however, feel I need to flick him a message and I ask, so how is the gym? Perplexed, he had no idea what I was talking about, but it appears ghosts can come back to haunt you when they probably want to have an affair after one year of being married. Bye, Tom, you shit bloke. Oh, my God. What the fuck? How bad's like a a ghost that comes back from the dead? Like, doll, if you just, if you want to cut me off like that, don't, don't come back ever. Please, doll. And like, yes, who showers before the gym? He sounds like a fucking weirdo and what a red flag from there. So I think that's just a blessing, doll. So let's go in. I'll tell you another one of my ghosting stories. This one's actually kind of recent and it was fucked up. So this guy comes back to Australia. He's been living overseas for years. Um, He was like in like, I don't know, he was a bit of a like loser in high school, but like was a bit of a tryhard. And he's like gone overseas really successful, like killed it, killed it for himself. And I actually ran into him, um, one night at rickshaws and I was like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Like actually had like a really nice conversation. He's like really grown into his own skin, like looking great, really nice. And he started like DMing me and he was like, yeah, like we should catch up. Like, let's go out to lunch. And I was like, okay, why not? Like haven't seen you in fucking 10 years. Like let's hear what you've been doing. So he organizes this date, books us a table at rickshaws. We go there. I shit you not when I say that I had a 12-hour date. We literally were at rickshaws from midday and even stayed past close and joined in on the staff party. Like we were sitting there, cocktail after cocktail, incredible conversations. Like I was like, this guy is so fucking into me. Like just on and on and on. Just, yeah, it was just going so well. Had the best time. And then yeah, they were like closing. We like kept drinking and like stayed back for like someone's leaving party. Like, sorry, what? Anyway, and then we end up leaving and going back to his. We hooked up um, and like it was all great. Like I was like actually super stoked, was like happy to see him again. Little did I know that he dropped me home in the morning, proceeded to drive to Brisbane and go and sleep with another girl a few hours later. How did I find this out, you ask? Well, the chick that he went and slept with posted a fucking Instagram story a few days later being like, me, loved sharing since 1991, so-and-so, loved sharing since he doubled down on Monday. And one of my girlfriends sent it to me and I was like, 
what the fuck? Because I knew they'd been seeing each other before, but he made it very clear that like it was over when we were on our date. So I like sent him the screenshot and I was like, I really hope this isn't implying that you went and slept with someone a few hours after me. And he calls me immediately and he's like, oh, um, yeah, look, like, I'm so sorry. And like, tried to like lie his way out of it and then admitted it. And it was so fucked. And yeah, so he literally went and shagged another chick a few hours after sleep with me. Like, at least I wasn't sloppy seconds, but still fucking embarrow. And then he was like flew to Sydney and was like hanging out with her in Sydney as well and just fucking went radio silent on me. was like, yeah, like I'm really sorry. Like I had a really great time with you. Like I'd love to see you again. Nothing. Just like went fucking silent on me. And yeah. And then he ended up like starting to date some other chick and now she's like moved back overseas with him. So I think I definitely fucking dodged a bullet, but like for someone to sleep with you and then sleep with another person a few hours later when they're like, let's go away together. Like I really into you. Like he literally made out that he wanted to fucking date me. And then he's like off banging another chick in Brisbane. Like absolutely cannot deal with that. So yeah, so that's pretty fucked. And then I think my like last little ghosting story, I'll tell you, it's actually pretty fucked and like, and like really sad, but like I was seeing this guy over Christmas and like really liked him. Um, and yeah, he just kind of like started getting a little bit weird towards the end. Like we were seeing each other for like two months. I didn't know what happened, what was going on anyway. Um, yeah, he just kind of like started, you, you know, when you can just feel a switch, you can feel like something's changed. They're not messaging me as much. They're a little bit disengaged. What's going on? So he kind of like cancer ghosted me, which is pretty fucked. So this is like obviously a really sad story. Um, so yeah, we were seeing each other and, um, he kind of was like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he was getting a new job and he was like, I just feel like I really need to focus on that. Like, I don't know if I'm moving overseas, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, all good. You're f- it's fine. We ended up being at the same party a few weeks later and we ended up like hooking up, like having the best time together. And then my, my mum had actually been diagnosed with, um, breast cancer and, um, she was like going into surgery on the following Monday. And instead of him, he knew this, he knew that this was happening. And instead of him messaging me being like, Hey, good luck for today. Or like, hope you're all right. He messages me and goes, Hey cat, I just wanted to know if you could keep what happened between us um, what happened with us on the weekend between us. I just don't really want people finding out and like thinking that I'm a shit bloke and all this stuff. And I was literally at the hospital when I got this message, he knew I'd taken like a week off work and I was just like, what the actual fuck? I was just so gobsmacked that someone who comes across as this like really friendly, like lovely bloke didn't even think to message to see how I was or how my mum was. And I messaged him back and I was like, hey, all good. I've got bigger things to worry about other than me not telling people that we have had sex. Like, are you joking? And then he calls me and like felt really bad and like 
it was just honestly the shittest move. And then I never fucking heard from him again. Like never reached out again to see how she was, never reached out to see how I was. He was just so concerned about other people finding out that we'd had sex. I think because he'd started seeing someone else who is now dating. So I think like maybe he didn't want her finding out and jeopardizing that. But like how can people be so fucking selfish? Like I don't know. I just, if, if I knew someone was going through something with their family, like I wouldn't even bother sending a message like that. Like I'd be checking in on a friend or someone I'd been seeing or like not just being like, Hey, can you not tell people that we had sex? Even though your fucking family is going through heaps of shit right now. Like I just cannot. Anyway. So that was fucked. That was my most, actually, I can't remember was my, both of those were this year. So they're, they're both like kind of recent. And I feel like when you have intense stories like someone almost killing you or someone got leaving you to go on a bender on a holiday um, or fucking another girl or ghosting you when your mum just got diagnosed with cancer, like I feel like if you have shit like that when someone just doesn't reply, it really kind of puts things into perspective. And I think, look, like I've probably not replied to people before. I know we've probably all uh, guilty of doing that and we've all probably experienced ghosting. And I think it just comes down to like, be honest, like no, no one, no one likes the feeling, no one wants it. And yeah, it's just, it's just a shit feeling when someone goes radio silent. I think it's so much better to be transparent with people. So I think if any of you listeners are thinking of ghosting someone or are dealing with being ghosted, firstly, I would just be transparent with someone because you're going to make someone feel so much worse by just not saying anything. And you're going to be the bigger person if you do. And if someone's ghosted you, fucking call them out. Call them out. Don't let them get away with it. Like I hate when people are like, oh, just leave it. Like you're too good for them anyway. It's like, nah, I was, I was seeing that guy recently who, who I was really into and he just didn't reply to me and went all radio silent. I called him out. I was like, Hey dude, are you not keen on this anymore? All good, but just let me know. And he was the one who said he was busy applying for an ABN. So like, look, at least I got an excuse, even though it was a shit one. But yeah, so I hope you enjoyed those fucked up ghosting stories. And if you have any more juicy stories, ghosting antics or anything you want to send to me, send it through to my email. I'll put it below in the show notes. And I really hope you guys enjoyed listening and love you all so much. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review and send to all your family and friends and keep growing the cats out of the bag community around.